You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The BRICS Report, Brazil. And let's welcome on the lines now Professor Lyle White. Professor White is Director, Center for Dynamic Markets at the University of Pretoria's Gordon Institute of Business Science. Good morning to you, Professor White. Morning, Kolani. How are you doing? I'm very, very well. I'll tell you who's not doing that well is the President of Brazil, President Temer. What's going on? Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting story that really unfolded last week. And um, there's a new scandal in Brazil that erupted that looking to or that could oust the current president. And um, Kolani, you'll remember this is probably this is the second president in the space of just 12 months. Yeah. Um, so Brazilian President Michel Temer, he is defying calls for his resignations. They came about uh, last week, Thursday, um, a day after a bombshell report alleged that he had been secretly recorded discussing a bribe or discussing bribe payments during an investigation into a sprawling corruption probe. Now, Brazil's highest court has now ordered an investigation into this, and two of the members of Temer's cabinet have resigned. Uh, Temer has refused to fold. He insists he has done nothing wrong. But mean, meanwhile, and we saw this last week, um, the Brazilian financial markets have plummeted. On Thursday, uh, the Brazilian real, their the currency, lost 8% of its value. That's that erased uh, or wiped out the entire gains that the currency had made or that had clawed back at, uh, during the course of this year. And the Brazilian stock market fell by 9%. And that's the, the worst daily loss that we have seen in nine years in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Now, other financial markets around the world were not left unscathed. Even here in South Africa, we saw the South African rand lose more than 3% of its value on Thursday last week. And this was all a, a result of... Um, of, of these happenings in, in Brazil. Temer was the, the target of a police sting in which he was allegedly recorded condoning a hush money payment by a Brazilian business tycoon to the, the jailed former uh, Speaker of the House, the head of Cong- leader of the Congress, Eduardo Cunha, who is now serving 15 years behind bars for negotiating millions in bribes. So this is really the big story, and we should watch this very closely over the days that uh, are coming. We certainly will be watching it, because the question is whether or not he's going to go the same route uh, of Dilma Rousseff. Will he also be impeached, etc.? So it really is an interesting Maybe staying with Brazil and the Brazilian presidents, what about the most uh, beloved politician who is now facing two possible outcomes, either prison or the presidency? <laughs> and we do know who that most yeah. beloved politician is. That's none other than Lula da Silva that came to power for the Workers' Party back in 2003. And... Um, Yes, just over a year from now, as you say, Golani, uh, Brazil's most popular politician might be sleeping behind one of two places, the comfort behind the gates of the presidential palace or behind bars. And he faces five trials for his alleged involvement in a $2 billion kickback scheme that has decimated the Brazil's political elite. Now, if he is convicted, the 71-year-old politician could be in prison for the rest of his life. But Lula has a shot at a very appealing alternative, Kolani, and that is the presidency. Now, and the polls put him as the front runner, the leader for the, uh, and the clear leader for um, the primaries ahead of next year's election. Uh, If he can stall the judicial process long enough to win the October 2018 uh, vote, uh, including exhausting all his appeals, he'll gain the presidential immunity, and this will shield him from prosecution for four years. Now, Lula's defense team is taking their sweet time. They have called 87 witnesses to take to the stand for his trials, and a process that, and this is a process that could really easily run through the election. What is very interesting, Kolani, and just some background to this, the activist judge, Sergio Moro, Mm -hmm. who is really the hero of this anti-corruption movement in Brazil, has said that this probe has been a leveling moment in Brazilian politics, and it's signaled that no one, 
no matter how rich or powerful, is above the law. And, but the, the question remains is whether he can bring down the most beloved politician in the country's history. And this remains to be seen. <laughs> the interesting thing is, you know, we always think that uh, South African politics is full of intrigue. Try Brazilian politics, eh? <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> Finally, though, South Africa and Brazil actually is seeking to elevate trade ties. Yeah, and this is um, something that we've been working at for years through the, the SACU Mercosur Agreement, which was signed uh, shortly after 2000. But last week we had a very high-level delegation from Brazil. They were led by the external or the newly appointed external relations minister, Minister Ferreira. They were in Pretoria meeting with our minister of uh, our, our international relations minister. And South Africa is Brazil's main trading partner in Africa, but. On the global scale or in, by global standards, that's still very, very low. And in 2015, there was a, a major dip. And that was mostly a result of the complications in Brazil, not really that much on this side. But Ferreira, uh, the Minister Ferreira, was highlighting South African investments in Brazil. These have always traditionally been pretty large and in the mining sector. But they have now, uh, they have now moved into other sectors. Uh, uh, AXA, the airport company of South Africa, has recently won uh, a, a major te- tender to renovate one of the big airports in Brazil. Um, and just looking at the actual flow of goods and services, the trade between these two countries is quite interesting. It's very much in Brazil's favor. They, uh, we export about $336 million worth of merchandise to Brazil, and they export about $1.4 billion back to us. So there is a there is a skewed skewed trade flow there, but what was very interesting was the number of Brazilians visiting South Africa in 2016. That was 40,000, up from 30,000 in 2015. And we all know that connecting people brings about business, and this is all good for both Brazil and South Africa. All right, Professor Lyle White. Let me thank you very much. Eh? Much appreciated. Uh, Professor White is uh, the director at the Center for Dynamic Markets at the University of Pretoria's Gibbs.